0: How's it going, everybody? You are now listening to my podcast, Timmy D and the Industry. Rock and roll. Which is why I'm playing this song right now, because we're going to get into this. Thank you so much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, September 17th, and wow, already out of the gate, already covering lots of different subjects, already getting some great interviews going on, and I was supposed to have Dave in over the weekend, then I was supposed to have him in on Tuesday, Now he's coming in this afternoon. I am recording this on Wednesday night or Thursday morning, however you want to look at it. But uh, I'm just going to say Thursday morning, hence why I'm looking at my phone and it says 1208, September 17th. So cool. This song, In the Garage, the Weezer Blue album. I had so much lined up for this episode. I'm looking at my list of notes here. I'm hang on, let me go over here to my. There we go, you hear. That's not just sound effects, ladies and gentlemen. That is a couple sheets. That's three sheets one, two, three of notes that I had for this episode. I wanted to talk about because things are going to be opening up who knows when. But things that I think have gone the wayside in the Indie Touring Act and things that might need to come back. Things that one should have in order to hit the road. And then I got into a conversation with a friend. And then I got into a conversation with another friend. And then it's been one of those weeks and I was on a run this morning and so I was listening to some music. And then I was listening to other tunes and I went down this rabbit hole of tunes and I didn't think much of it until I literally just read a script, a rough draft from my friend... Rachel Clugston she is just a wonderful actress she actually was the actress in our never released video of up and up if you go back far enough on Pullman standards Instagram page you can find some video footage of uh, her and I when we were doing some of the promo stuff and behind the scenes for or I I was posting behind the scenes footage from the video shoot for up and up she did such a great job Oh, that was years ago. It wasn't really that that long ago, but it feels like ages just from how much, not just time has elapsed. Like, I know, okay, four years sounds a lot to somebody in high school, which will bring me to my next point. But it really isn't that long. It really is a splash in the pan. And then I was talking to Felipe Ozuna, our guitarist, who I'm actually... He's up late right now recording with one of his artists that he's working with, Danny Renee. And, um, anyways, so I was talking, let me get back to the point though, as I was talking with Rachel Clugston and seeing how she was doing, and she sent me this script of this short film that she wants to produce, and she already wrote it, it's a rough draft, it might as well be the final. It's so great, it's so perfect, it's so, em- just reading through it, it's so emotionally driving I just You're just kind of sitting on the edge of your seat like, okay, wait, what's going on? And man, she is so talented. I'm beside myself. There are certain albums that change our lives, sometimes later on, sometimes early on. I'll get back to Rachel later, but I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of in this mood because I just read the script and I'm like, my God, this is... When you just kind of sit there and awe and just go, Wow, I'm friends with this person, and this person wrote this. This is so great. Anyways, Rach, I love you, dear. It's I'm so impressed with that script. Now, the reason why I was playing the song In the Garage by Weezer, and I should just play the rest of the Blue album because it's so perfect, is because that album is the perfect album to me. Everybody, music, that's the beautiful thing is music is subjective and objective. (laughs) But, man, there are days where you could put a record on and it is your mood. I remember being in seventh grade and... Sophia Robinson, wherever you are, dear, changed the course of my life with one record. Actually, three records, but one record that stuck out to me. And there, and I look back, and there were a few reasons. I'm still, I'm looking down at my notes and all the stuff I was going to go through today and I'm just throwing it out the window. I don't even care. I just want to talk about record or the record that changed my life and why. And maybe tell a few stories about my past. And also I'd like to ask all of you to please comment on this podcast. It is now available on Spotify as well as on Buzzsprout. And it's going to continue to be available as it gets approval to be on Google Play and uh uh, iTunes and podcast, iPod, uh, whatever the pod, whatever the thing is, you know the thing. Ugh. Jenny Price, Sophia Robinson, hanging out in the corner of the classroom in seventh grade, homeroom, and they're listening to this song, and. I was loving it. The teacher had a boombox and students could bring in CDs or tapes and play music in the morning if they were there early, up until like five minutes before class would start. So the song comes on. What's with these homies dissing my girl? Why do they got a front? What is that? song keeps playing. I'm looking at them. They're kind of the girl, both the girls. First of all, biggest crush on that group of girls in my class. Sophia Robinson, Jenny Price. There was a couple other ones. Uh, I had the biggest crush. God, what's her name now? Uh, Michelle Kerr. And that's just another story in itself. And I say these names because ladies, if you're out there, (laughs) rock and roll. I'm sure life has been incredibly kind to you because you guys May not have been kind to me, but at some point in the next 10 years of my life, I had run back in to all of you at some point, and uh, you all had something incredibly kind to say to me and incredibly encouraging to say to me, so you will always have a place in my heart. Buddy Holly was the name of the song by Weezer on the Blue Album. And I go over and I'm standing there. First of all, they wouldn't have known me from a fly on the wall. They're, oh yeah, that's Timmy. You know, it wasn't too cool. Didn't really have a lot of friends. I was considered a loner. Uh, I remember verbally being called out a loner when I was getting, uh, God, I was I was getting punked or something in P.E., And uh, I'll never forget, Joe Simonello said, Nobody likes you, Timmy, you're a loner. (laughs) You know, people say that's cruel. It's like, that's the kind of stuff that teaches you how to actually grow up and get some tough skin. Yeah, that sucked. Notice now, how many years later, I still remember that. But you have a choice to either get upset and hurt by it, or you can gladly be hurt, but are you injured or are you hurt? Like I said on my last podcast, are you going to get back up and keep on moving forward? Really? Somebody called you something? Sticks and stones, baby. Sticks and stones. For those of you who don't know what the shit I'm saying, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt me. And yeah, words can hurt. You'll always remember them. I remember them. I remember being called the loner. I remember how many no's I've heard, well, not numerically, but a cornucopia of no's to get to yes when it comes to booking clubs, writing songs, trying to get people to even care about your music. But it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. And... I was standing there and that was like, I think that was like the first time I actually talked to Sophia Robinson. Like I actually talked to her. I mean, like I actually had a conversation. Like I, I mean, you obviously talk to people because when you get split up in groups in school and they pair you up with somebody or put you in a group of three, four, five, six, you have to talk to them, but it's all about school stuff. And I was just, I kind of came awkwardly looking, but I plain as day remember and I, Jenny Price turns to me. And I just go, who is this? And then Sophia turns around with the CD in her hand and says, it's Weezer. I'm like, what's the name of this song? Buddy Holly. Oh, wow. And I'm just standing there like mesmerized by the tune. And they're kind of like weirded out like, okay, you could go now. You could sit down, Timmy. And I didn't. I just kind of stood there and just enjoyed the music. And they kind of started... Being like, oh, this is cool. You know, like we're sharing a moment, I guess. I don't know. But I looked at the CD she showed me and I remember it being bright blue and the four guys in the band are on the front and it said Weezer. So once the song was over, I just pointed at the CD. I was like, let me see that again. And I looked and I read, okay, Weezer, W E E Z E R. Okay. And I went and wrote it down in my notebook. And then when I got home from school that day, I I had to take the bus home, uh, city bus. So I was on the city bus, and I was, you know, writing lyrics, and I was just trying to remember how the song went. I only heard it once, but I was just like, mm-hmm, Buddy Holly, <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore, <laughs> Buddy Holly. That's how I thought the song went. I thought they just kept saying "hot buddy Holly Mary Tyler Moore buddy Holly Mary ty Mary Tyler Moore," and I get home, and obviously latchkey kid, you know. Uh, I don't know why my brother wasn't there, but my brother and I went to school. We were a year apart. I'm trying to think couldn't have been because yeah no I think we both took the bus home but you know obviously when you have an older brother he's cooler than you so maybe we're not conversing I don't know exactly Uh, I just remember just kind of being at home and then you know this being pre-internet you don't know I turn the radio on 91x San Diego just listening that's not fair 91X. Nothing. Nothing that sounds like what I had heard that day. But I had it in my head. Okay, it's that blue album, and it says Weezer. Must have been a Wednesday, Thursday, some sometime in the middle of the week. But I kept that on my head, and I remember our, that Saturday getting on my bicycle, and at a time where music stores were everywhere because there's no internet, obviously that's how you get your music. You go buy CDs, tapes, vinyls. There was a uh, Sam Goody music one way and warehouse music the other way. Uh, If I biked to Sam Goody, it was faster because it was all downhill, but then I'd have to pedal that whole way back up. Warehouse Music was uphill the first two miles I rode my bike, and then the last mile and a half was down Fletcher Parkway in San Diego. You get to Warehouse Music right there at the bottom of the hill, so that last little ways up, and then when you turn around to ride home, you got to pedal all the way back up, but then that next two miles going home, you're fine. I decide to go to Warehouse Music, and I ask him, have you heard of this band... Do you have their album? And it's Weezer. Person at the front desk: Yeah, everything's alphabetical. It's under a rock alternative back there. Point me in the right direction. Now, at the time, it's kind of funny because if you look at it now, you can't give away a CD. <laughs> Shit, you you give away music. The CD was twenty dollars. I think it was like nineteen ninety nine. There it is, the blue album. On compact disc, $19. Next to it is the cassette tape, $8.99. I think something like that. I knew I had $15 on me, and I was able to get that tape and a sticker. So, as it would be, I take the tape home, I have my boom box cd player tape player boombox throw the tape in and i start from the beginning and the first song is one of the coolest songs i had ever heard my name is jonas this record established a foundation of how i would continue to love music but also It's so intriguing how just a conversation about music can bring people together. An album can help a kid that feels like a loner get through and find common ground so he can communicate with the opposite sex because he's scared of them. And also communicate with other people in the class. I wouldn't have been friends with Anthony Bello or Anthony Pendleton or Marco Brown if it wasn't for this record. Because a couple weeks later, we had our winter 7th and 8th grade dance. And all the girls go out on the dance floor because this... Well, they were out on the dance floor anyways. All the dude just sat in the chair until it was a slow dance. And the girls would come over and then we'd stand, you know, a foot apart gotta leave room for jesus in between you kids but uh buddy holly comes on and everybody goes crazy everybody gets up out of their seats and i remember right after dancing to buddy holly some other song i don't even remember the damn song oh i do it was a Cranberries I don't remember the song it was a Cranberries tune it was a Cranberries tune and I was out on the dance floor and everybody was out on the dance floor and there I am and I get to ask Michelle Kerr who I had a crush on uh, to keep to d- slow dance it was a slow Cranberries tune it was probably like Zombie or <laughs> Linger or one of those tunes but that album kind of changed the trajectory because from there on, I was a lost kid. I was bad in school. I didn't do good. I was always daydreaming. I knew that I wanted to play music or write music or have something to do with music or maybe play baseball or I don't know. I'm 13 years old. I'm tw- No, I had to have been 12, 12 or 13. I don't know what I'm doing. It's middle school. But there is a record that helped me kind of start figuring out. It was a starting point. To this day, I love that record. Now granted, I found other records immediately thereafter. Bush, 16 Stone, Um, Smashing Pumpkin, Simon's Dream, which, I mean, I love it. Shortly thereafter, Melancholy and Infinite Sadness. Pearl Jam MXPX Teenage Politics MXPX Life in General Dogwood Through Thick and Thin uh, POD The Brown Album POD Satellite Let's See what else The Living End MXPX Slowly Going in the Way of the Buffalo I remember that record And then no FX. So long, and thanks for all the shoes. All these albums, and I mean, there's so many more. Strung out. No use for a name. Bad Religion. Blink 182. Before Blink 182 was Blink Blink 182. I have a great story about the Cheshire Cat album. God, maybe that'll even be another album that changed my life. Rancid. Out come the wolves. Oh, that's what's up, man. All these great tunes, all these great records, but it all started with that blue album. Now it's so funny because blue is my favorite color. So it's kind of it's one of those weird things. Ever since I was like, a little kid, like a little little kid, I always liked the color blue, all the different shades of blue. But it just so happened, Weezer blue album. Man. Such a great record. Such a great record. So I'm going to, we're going to take a quick break. I just wanted to open up with that story. And please find me on Instagram, Facebook. But tell me what record changed your life. I'm going to prose this question. What record is that stepping stone? It may not be the record that changed your life, but the record that opened that door whether it was at a young age or at a mid-20s or your early 30s or 40s or 50s or wherever you're at in life, there might have been a record that changed the direction of your life, that changed the way you thought about things, changed the music you listened to. Maybe you were some kid from white suburbia and you only listened to uh, Biggie and Tupac and then all of a sudden you discovered... Sublime, which I love that record, Sublime. Maybe you were a kid from the inner city and you had this music that you listened to. I don't know because I didn't grow up in the inner city. But I mean, maybe you grew up in the inner city and then all of a sudden you discovered... I don't know. What'd you discover? Maybe you discovered My Chemical Romance in Fall Out Boy. Panic at the Disco. Maybe you were a kid listening to country music. Maybe, maybe you were a kid out on a farm, out in the middle of nowhere'sville, and you only listened to country because that's what your dad listens to in the truck on the way home from picking you up from school, or your mom listens to on the way home from picking you up from, you know, Saturday hangout time with her. Who knows? And then all of a sudden, you discovered Metallica, Five Finger Death Punch. Kill Switch Engage. Three days, Grace. Skillet. Puddle of mud. Maybe you're one of those kids that used to hang out. You were a jock. Everybody liked you. Everybody thought you were the most popular dude in the world. But all the other dudes around you were listening to X, Y, and Z. And all of a sudden you discover a British band called... Bring me the horizon. Or the 1975. Or maybe you discovered a British band called Oasis who influenced all these bands of today from England. You guess who influenced them? The Beatles. Maybe you discovered the Beatles and people were like, what's he doing? Are you a hipster or are you a jock? But all this music helped break down walls and all of a sudden you were able to communicate with other people because maybe that isn't your culture, but it it helps you at least understand other sides of the spectrum. You don't have to be from one area to at least have maybe a common ground with that area. You know, I'm not from, uh, I'm not from the East Coast, but there's a lot of great East Coast bands that I happen to like. Uh, Killswitch Engage from around the Massachusetts area, I believe. Four years Strong. Man, so good. Who else from East Coast? Starting Line. Man, the Starting Line. What a great pop punk band from Philly. They're like from... Yeah, I think they're from Philly. You know? Look at a day to remember out of Florida. They had their own swag. When they came out, it's like, wow, you guys are like screamo pop punk. And yet you make it work. And it's the coolest thing I've heard in a long time. So, I guess I'm supposed to call Flip. It's getting pretty late. But I'm going to take a commercial break and um, maybe I'll come back with some more stories. But I just want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening in. I I know I'm a little bit slow tonight. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to the last episode. I have some thoughts on that. I, I actually had some people call me text me say hey man you dropped a lot of f-bombs and you were so angry I'm not angry not at all not in the least that's my eccentricities that kick in sometimes where I just get so so up about something I get that, that passion starts brewing you know being a passionate artiste all of a sudden that starts coming out so obviously I was moving quickly getting all these thoughts out right now I'm I feel almost zen having these moments of reflection. We all need those moments of reflection. But we're going to pause for our sponsors, pay some bills, and come back with a little, uh, hopefully a little chat with Flip. All right, rock and roll. Timmy Dean, the Industry is proudly brought to you by Backstage360.com artist interviews, album reviews, featured content, press releases about that band you haven't heard from in a while, press releases about that band you can't stop hearing about. Get your 360 degree take on the music scene of today at Backstage360.com. Unique style, unique sound, embedded in familiar designs, partnered with instruments and accessories that live up to their legacy. Groove Pro Instruments brings the big ideas to the boutique musicians and delivers with rugged perfection. Designs brought to you by Master luthier Scott LeCompte, Groove Pro Instruments are designed and produced to add style to your style. Find them online today at www.getthatgroove.com. Once again, that's www.getthatgroove.com.